Hello and welcome to the Life Laundry Podcast. I'm Gemma. I'm Chippy. <laughs> I think, think people might think that we've been on our holly bobs. I think people might think we've had a... F- <laughs> God, if only. Although I'm clammy as if I was somewhere foreign. Um, foreign. I've been listening to uh, Grace Dent's auto uh, not autobiography it is her autobiography grace dent's audiobook hungry do you know who grace dent is she's the restaurant reviewer for the guardian and the evening standard she's she writes beautifully Ah. anyway she's she's from carlisle and well no because i think it's like Like your mom going oh she and you're a dance thing ballet dancing thing can you hear the crows and your mom goes well, doesn't she dance beautifully? <laughs> uh, you write beautifully too. I'm joking. Carry on. So you recently, but she's, but she's, she writes beautifully. I think if you're something like a restaurant reviewer, mm. it's often the actual night beauty of your writing is probably often overlooked. Yeah. But she writes really beautifully. Anyway, so she's from Carlisle, and she has an accent like she's from Carlisle. So I've, and, and it's basically going through her life and talk, you know, she goes backwards and forwards, but I've been in and out of consciousness whilst listening to this. And every now and again, like some 1970s Carlisle words come out. Like, I feel like I've been somewhere foreign, <laughs> as I just said, <laughs> but it's really good. I, I really recommend to anyone needing an audiobook, Grace Dent, Hungry. Don't have to be into food to, to like it. Back up. Yeah. Well, so we've taken two weeks off. Yeah. Why did we take the first week off, though, Gemma? Because it was too noisy in Gemma's house. Honestly. Yes. So Gemma was like, it's too noisy. I can't go anywhere. <laughs> it's too loud in my house. And we thought, that's fine. We'll just record next week. But then... Not wanting to be outdone. I fell off my son's skateboard and broke my wrist in four places. So so then I, we normally record on a Thursday now. We used to record on a Tuesday. And Madame Bray decided Thursday worked better for her. So last Thursday, I was having an operation on my wrist to have a metal disc put in. Right, I had this how I'm intrigued. How big is the disc? I don't know, but I've got quite small wrists, so I'm hoping it's a small disc. Um, I'd, I'd like to take this moment, Gemma, to just do a shout out to my friend Sally, who's an ex paramedic and was basically I called her my operation doula. Oh. She told me what medication I could take when, why I couldn't take, why I could get really pissed up when I came out of the hospital and felt fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, she was literally on the end of the phone listening to the, the rantings and ravings and weeping of a mad woman and so I feel like she I, I don't even know if she listens probably not she's probably too cool for podcasts but she definitely deserves a shout out because I felt like one of those people you've had it you know when you do something like I have people who just message they, they never message me about anything else they just message me about skin which is fine, but it's just like we haven't spoken in 20 years, but now you're sending me like close ups of your spots 
<laughs> and I'm having to ask about your gut health. And then once I've sorted this, we're, ne- we're never going to speak again. And I'm always a bit like, I never want to be that person. But with Sally, I was like, I've taken 80 billion cocodamol. Is it okay if I drink a bottle of champagne? And she'd be like, no, step back. Your liver is going to explode. Um, so that was, so I'd like to give a shout out to her. So I don't know how big the disc is. I, I fell off the skateboard and I knew it was bad because I nearly hurled all over the floor and I had to lie there holding my wrist for about 10 minutes. Joe's next to me on the phone. Um, the children cluster around and shout, mummy, mummy, you okay? I crawl to the sofa uh, and lie on the sofa holding my arm and the children cluster around and go, mummy, 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 you okay? And eventually Joe says, I'm going to have to go. My wife's fallen over. So then he comes and stands next to me and I say, you need to, I can't talk to the children. I can't deal with the children. And he's like, fine. He will don't, he says something like, well, don't fall over in the kitchen then. So then I, I crawl up the stairs to where I am now, which is someone actually pointed out it's officially the boffice because it's my mm. sofa bed in my office that was out because my mum came to stay and I lay on it for ages being like you know when you really hurt yourself and then the pain starts to go and you're like oh it's easing oh it's easing well I kept waiting for that for a couple of hours it didn't ease um so then I phoned my friend she came picked up the boys and was like I really think you should go to A&E and I was like okay Joe was like I've got some tiger balm you can rub on it and I was like I think we're beyond feel like we might be beyond tiger bomb i did say if you touch my arm i'm gonna i'm gonna kill you you kept you can't touch it so eventually we we went it was, this all happened at 12 in the morning eventually about five we got to a&e and i had some x-rays and stuff and and the whole thing was a surprise because i had x-rays and then they were like right we've got the results of your x-rays come through to this room and they were like right so it is broken and i was just in shock because i was like no it's it's actually a bad sprain and they were like no and here's your x-ray look that bone I was like it looks fine and they were like it's supposed to be attached there and I was like oh oh that's not fine so I was like okay it's broken okay it's broken so we had to have it yanked back into place that was not pleasant and yeah I had well he was like you need gas and air and I was like I've had three babies gas and air does nothing for me and he was like I need you to have something because I'm gonna put a local anesthetic in between where the bone's broken and I was like I don't want you to do that and he's like I have to do it and I was like I really I think it's going to heal by itself I feel like it's on a good good healing it's got some tiger balm I'm sure it'll be fine I've heard tiger balm's just the thing so I was like no I think it's it's going to heal fine look it's just swollen and he was like it's not at all swollen that's the bone sticking up and I was like okay so anyway had my gas there had the horrible injection and then one person pulls on your elbow and the other person basically sits on the floor holding onto your hand to get it all back in line so then they put a plaster on and I was like this is what very medieval it's really medieval um and so then I went they put a little plaster on I went home and I was like that's fine it's fine and I said to them well I wear this for six weeks and they were like no just till Wednesday when you come back in and I was like well this isn't that bad wear this thing until Wednesday then maybe wear a splint or something but you know jobs are good and worst bits over go back in 
and the guy that's the guy says right so it's actually broken in four places they've done a really good job they've put three of the four back in but one of them is basically like a split in your bone so we need to, we need to operate and I was like I'm sorry what I must have gone through the whole of Chelsea and Westminster Hospital like a complete no nothing every 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 turn was a surprise to me so I was like I'm sorry I thought it was just I mean I thought it was dislocated really and he was like no this is a break and this is a break and this is a break and I was like oh great this is lovely so then I was like well I don't think I want an operation I don't think I want one really I don't I, I think we'll skip it and he was like if you want perfection you need an operation I was like I've never wanted perfection I've just it's not my thing he was like it's your writing hand <laughs> you idiot he said what do you do with it for, for a living and I was like I'm a, I'm a makeup artist and he was like are you right-handed yes and he was like I, do you think you're going to want to be able to keep doing probably he's like right well we'll operate tomorrow and I was like tomorrow I just went in that was it loads of drugs it was great they the bits it is all slightly barbaric and it, they, they were amazing so obviously covid so I got dropped off sat in a chair in the middle of a room instead of bed no bed very nice anesthetist who was like I'm so sorry do you want to be awake some people are awake He's like, I can do it. So you're still awake. And I was like, who the fuck wants that? And he said, some people don't like not having control. And I was like, this, I have three kids. I have three kids. This is, this is a spa weekend. Being unconscious and under medical attention. That is. And he was like, oh, really? And I was like, yeah, give me all the, give me all the stuff. And he was like, okay. Because I'm going to put. Yeah, no, well, so then I was really worried because he was like, right. So what I'll do is is I'll sedate you and then I put two big things in your neck that will nerve block your entire arm and it helps it heal and I was like fine 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 sounds horrible but but you know um I'll be out of it I won't be out well I will I won't know what's happening (laughs) anyway I didn't really think about when that would be taking place. I thought, for some reason, I would thought he'd do that after the operation. Okay. Anyway, so I get in there. I wander in in my backless gown, mm. get myself up on the table, which is they've they've made they'd raise the table for you to have an operation. So I had to sort of take a running jump at it, heave <laughs> myself on, and then right. he puts the cat. They've all seen your social media and they assume you're taller. <laughs> they assume I'm really tall. So then I get on, he puts the cannula in my hands. The last thing I really remember saying is, you should really be better at that. <laughs> it fucking hurt. Because I don't think he cared. Because I think he was like, you'll be completely gaga in about two seconds. So I can do what I like. Anyway, then he said, he t- he's like, sorry. And then he said, the needle's out now. Four G&T's going in. <laughs> and, then, and then gave me my sedation. Next thing I know, I'm coming round. Look like I've been bitten by a vampire on my neck. But yeah. So right. I was like, oh God. I frankly, I don't care. I was unconscious. I mean, it was just, I, I think I can, I totally, I said to him, he was like, is there anything I should know about? And I was like, I may cry oh, yeah. when, when you're doing the countdown because I suddenly think, what if I never see my children again? I don't know when you last had a general anaesthetic, but it's the lot. As soon as they put the general anaesthetic in, and they're like, "You can count backwards from 10 I'm like, "I'm never gonna see my baby again." 
I'm like 10, nine. I'm still awake. <laughs> That's why. You can't keep me down. No. The, um, uh, oh, hang on. I'm running out of battery, so I'm going to have to. Oh. Can you hear me? Oh, I can't hear you now. I can hear you. Okay, now there we go. Um, so, yeah, but because he was doing the sedation first, I didn't even have that. So, Lordy knows. Lordy knows how they got me under. But I'm also worried, you know, because I might have been resistant. Who knows? But it was only until afterwards that I was like, oh, when he said four G&Ts going in, that was the sedation. And that means I was awake while they were doing the nerve block. Mm. I was just, I just can't remember it. So I was like, oh, fucking hell, what have I said? What have I said? I just, have you been sedated before? Many, well, yeah. The most, the Many most, times. Well, most, recently, most recently, Mike took me in when I had to have an operation on my eye um, and I had oh. a, and um, I put it this way as I was coming round all I wanted I just wanted to go home and um, all, all I know is that I was offering inappropriate things to people to help me escape. <laughs> this is what I'm worried about. Mike, Mike recorded it like literally everyone that came in I was like you I want to go home now is there anything I can do for you that would help me go home <laughs> anything like it so this is what i'm really worried about because i was like the last thing i remember saying was you should be better at that and he put the cannula in and then i'm like god did i just harp on for three hours about like good blood tests that i've had from people who know how to not hurt people oh anyway so then i came around yeah got my physio that i have to do have to go back in and also they don't like they don't have to tell you stuff I'm not this is no in no way a, a criticism of the NHS because a couple of days before I found out that someone who'd been in my Facebook group for months for months for years and had always been so supportive had um died of her cancer that she'd been battling for ages and so I was really thinking about her whilst I was in the hospital and I was like at least her family are not getting a huge bill, a huge unpayable bill. And at least my family are not going to get a huge unpayable bill at the end of this. So I'm not critiquing the NHS at all, but it was just the fact that I met the surgeon. I'm in my gown. I've got everything ready. I've been taped. All my piercings have been taped up. And he's like, right, so we're going to put a disc in. Yeah, it took three hours. We're going to put a disc in. Then we're going to put, if that bit's not good, then we're going to put another disc in at the top. And I was like, I don't want two. And he was like, so if that happens, you'll be in a plaster over, over your elbow, but you still need to do your elbow exercises because it will be free at the elbow so that you can. I was like, I'm, I'm sorry, what? I, I sprained my wrist really badly and I came in to be for it to be wrapped up and to be given some nice pain relief. And you're looking at the wrong x-ray. There's a mistake. <laughs> it seems it, to have spiraled slightly. It, it's fine. It's, <laughs> it's fine as long as you don't ever fucking touch it. Um, so then I was like, two discs, one disc? And what's happening? Uh, so yeah, I was like, fine. So I woke up. And so I haven't got plaster over the elbow. So I'm assuming it's just one disc. But I have to go in next week and I have to look at it. The whole thing makes me want to be sick. 
like my main problem next week is for some reason it, it i it like i've had other stuff done and i'm not screamish about it but i i'm hugely screamish about this it's, so like i think i think i might have to put a trigger warning on the actual yeah it's it's there have been a few times during the healing process where i've just been like Whoa, that's horrible um so I don't know how I'm going to get through that. Well, I do know I'm going to take my little bottle of peppermint oil. So I get really low blood pressure, which I think doesn't help. It makes me feel really like faint and weak. But my main problem next week is, is like, please don't puke on the, on the guy who's taking your plaster off and checking it out or, or pass out on your good arm. The pain of um, bones healing is, is something else. Have you broken something? What have you broken? Um, I broke my collarbone in a car crash. So and I that's really hard because they can't really stabilise it that easily. No. <laughs> I was just walking around. I, had, I broke that one and my mum broke the other one because she was driving. We broke it and the seatbelt broke them. But the pain, I'll never forget it. It's like a yeah. hot, hot pain. Well, so because I'd had the nerve blockers... You did you have a C-section? Because I had the nerve blockers. You know that feeling when you you've been numbed out for a C-section and you're like, oh my god, I'm literally a slab of meat. I'm just like a pig in a butcher. Like there's my no floating head. <laughs> yeah, I'm just a floating head, and they move you about, and you're like, well, this is interesting. I feel like I weigh a lot. Um, <laughs> so that's I had I couldn't move my arm. They they nerve blocked my arm basically, and so I I couldn't move it. So it's just like hanging there which was odd and he was like by the way if it if you're cooking and it goes on the hob you won't be able to feel it or move it off so you're gonna have to lift it off and I was like I'm I, a not planning on cooking but b that's weird um so I got home from the hospital couldn't feel my arm was like boom just had loads of drugs feel great let's go to a carnival and party woke up at two in the morning and it was like someone had put a grenade in my wrist and had slowed down, uh, literally was pacing the room up and down. And was like, it feels like my wrist is exploding in slow motion and there's nothing I can do. It was, it was the worst, it was the worst pain I've ever been in. Because when you're in labor, comes and goes. Labor, is, labor is awful. And, and I'd like to say that labor is awful and I've done well over a week in labor. So it's not like I have intensive quick ones and it's done. We could have recorded a podcast last week, but I would have been absolutely off my tits. Could have made for an interesting podcast. <laughs> I might have made for a better podcast. Well, I, I, think, loads I, of I speak for me and all of the laundrettes when I say we wish you a very speedy recovery and we hope that you are wielding your blusher brush very soon. I, oh my God, well, the, the, the surgeon said it could be a year. What? No. It's, a bad, it's a bad break, but I'm being really good about my physio already. And um, weirdly, because my mum and my sister are left-handed. Um, so my mum, when I was growing up, all, you know, when you want to peel carrots and stuff, I learned how to do everything left-handed. Okay. So apart from writing, I can use chopsticks left-handed, it turns out. I can do my makeup. 
I can wash my hair. Um, I can do everything. The things I can't do, I can't put deodorant on my left armpit. I can. Can you not do that? I was, no, because I use there, cream I like, deodorant. I I'd never use a spray deodorant on my pits. Well, you see that. So you and I differ. Um, I use a lovely, good for you, cream deodorant. Oh, well then. So okay. Joe, yeah, so Joe has to, Joe, Joe's taken over maintenance of my left armpit. Is it? We should just keep rubbing tiger balm on it. When he, and he was so cross about it. He threw the tiger balm on the bed where I was lying on my face crying. He was like, here's some tiger balm. And he was like, it's a bad sprain, but we can go to the hospital if you want. And then the longer it went on, I think the more he was like, nah, she's not usually. You're like, in your face, Harrod. I'd be. <laughs> no, because then he came to pick me up. He came to pick me up after the first A&E visit. And he's like, I knew it was a break. And something came through on his work phone. And he was, uh, and I saw you've got a message from, from work. And so he was like, oh, can you just open it and reply? So I opened it and replied and I looked at his previous message and his previous message had said, it's just a sprain, but I'm taking her to A&E. And so I was like, you've got it in writing on your phone that you think it's just a sprain. He was like, as soon as I saw you, as soon as I saw you on the sofa, I knew it was a break. And I was like, I'm really pleased that that's a lie because if you had known it was a break, and you had just shouted at me and then thrown tiger balm at me. That wouldn't be great. He has, it, he's not good at the time, Joe. Not good at the time. Fantastic afterwards. Mm. He's, he's been very good. I've been doing a lot of enforced lying around. As I say, he's my dad's guardian of my armpit. If you, if you hurt yourself, he shouts, why have you done that? Why have you hurt yourself? Because he gets his panics. He panics. And well, and, but Joe also, he just doesn't think it's very bad. So he was obsessive about what time he should come and pick me up. And I said about three, but I don't know. And then I was ready at 1.30, but he was on the other side of London. So I just had to sit and wait in a chair, having just had a general anaesthetic for an hour and a half. And he was like, you said three. And I was like, no, I said maybe about three, but it could be sooner. I'm not sure. And he was like, well, you said three. But what I was should have done is I should have phoned my brother-in-law, who's great in a crisis, and would have been like, I'm coming. I've bought cushions for your arm. Do you need anything? There are snacks. Here's some drinks. And then I was like, this is why you have family, because then I can have Sam for when there's, like, in the crisis. Yeah. yeah. And then Joe for, Joe for post-crisis. Yeah. How's your two weeks been, Gemma Bray? Extension started. We went through a gas pipe. We went through the main oh. Um, what else? That's about it, really. Does this mean, are you getting a new kitchen? Oh, yeah, but not for months. I spent most of my week wondering why they're making scented sanitary towels. Oh, God, I can't think of anything worse. I went, I went into Boots. Have you seen the pink gloves? What? Oh, my God. It's, it's these two guys, I think they went on Dragon's Den or something, have invented, Gemma, pink because they're for girls, yeah. rubber gloves, mm -hmm. so that we have something that we can take our tampons out with because we cannot touch the devil's blood that comes forth from us with, when the moon dictates. 
unclean, unclean. It was so unclean, and it's like these massive gloves that look huge on a man. You know what? I love they're pink. Deborah Maiden's face on. I love. She's my favorite drag. I don't think she does it anymore. I would have loved to have seen her face. She'd have been like, why? I just just like what the fuck? Thanks, thanks, men, for coming to the rescue. We'd have never thought about this. We've just been elbow deep in our own blubber for years. I was stomping round boots. I was like, I have to find an assistant. I have to find, and and I, and I was like, no young, no, no one young. I need an, an old lady. I need an old lady, elder person. I need an elder. And anyway, I found this. She found this woman of similar age to me, and I was like, why is everything scented? <laughs> and she's like, I don't, I don't know. Body form are the ones that aren't aren't scented. So that's a little top tip for you, Molly. So it's everything scented now, because I use everything eco. I'm so eco. It's, ridic- it's ridiculous. If anything's going to give you thrush, it's a scented sanitary towel. Oh, yeah. And I like, anywhere near my frou-frou. Ain't going near it. Now, without this is a bit graphic. Buckle up, laundrettes. <laughs> I appreciate that the excretions that happen are not necessarily smellless but they're quite far away from everyone's noses do you know what I mean if you're up close and personal to a used pad then yeah it might smell a bit but not once you're closed and upright and walking around I just, do you know what I mean like it's not why would you need that it's like for years isn't it only recently on the adverts they stopped using blue water you know when they used to demonstrate absorbance yeah and recently they've actually started using red water. Yeah, that's nice. But it's only because women are the devil. And the fact that we bleed is, you know, we should be mm, avoided at all costs. So that, that's, that's where my mind has been for the past <laughs> Yeah, everything is scented. What's in the sanitary towel if it's unscented is, you know, not going to draw the nose hopefully i'm sure for some women maybe it does and maybe the odd scented sandwich towel is a blessing but for most of us i'd just be like well i don't want to walk around with this sort of weird wafty i use cheeky wipes reusable sanitary towels i keep meaning to buy them but i mean do you know what do you know why i like them though they they wash really well it doesn't really my 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 setup at the moment in terms of washing machine and laundry it was just it's not i just can't face it Oh, my, these just, my ones just fold up and you pop them together and put them in your laundry basket and then wash in your washing and it's fine but <laughs> unexpected bonus god this is disgusting I'm going really this is anyway sometimes when you have your period for some women not for all women yeah. your lady bits hurt yeah yeah and the thing I didn't expect to really like about the cheeky whites is you can feel them they're like lovely soft fabric in your knickers it's not like a fit what it's like a little soft yeah but actually if you're someone who gets sore lady bits it's really nice because it's almost like a bit of pressure yeah soft pressure in the area like a so yeah it's really weird because I was like, when I first got them, I was like, oh, well, I'm going to feel these. They're, they're not like 
you're used to everything being like don't even notice it's there won't even feel like you've got your period and it's like well my bits hurt my tummy hurts I'm really angry so you know I feel like I'm having my period but actually sitting on a little absorbent cushion is quite nice Uh, and on that note ladies and gentlemen we'll speak to you all next week say goodbye chippy bye bye